I'm 30 and I have a million or two million or 10 million to invest. Where should I focus for the next 10 years? Go to the beach and rest <laughs> for a while and, and learn. Get yourself a motorcycle and drive around the world. All right, guys, we're on the mic with Jim Rogers, one of the world's most famous and successful investors on the planet. And here we ask Jim if he was 30 and had a few million bucks, what would he do? And you probably heard in the hook, he said he would go to the beach. Now, he elaborates on this question a little bit more through this tip. The reason why I wanted to include it is because Jim is a professional at investing. And for those of us out there that do want to build our wealth, which is very much a part of living a high-performing life, we want to know these things. We want to know what's going on inside of the minds of the most successful people on the planet, right? So he elaborates more on where he would invest. Now, I do want to mention he talks about the BRICS countries. For those of you that are unaware, myself included, I had to look it up. The BRIC countries are Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, and they form an important economic block and account for about 40% of the world's population and over 20% of the global GDP. So that is the concept of the BRICS that is mentioned here in this episode. That being said, Jim isn't a fan of the BRICS and think it's a baloney theory, and uh, you'll hear him talk about that here in this tip. But the most important thing is the answer to what Jim said he would do if he was 30 and had a few million dollars. Let's hop into it with Jim Rogers. Your children, you, you've, you've raised them, let's say, more, more focused on Asia, what I understood from your interviews uh, in the past. Asia is now like declining the growth a lot of people are leaving China, a lot of uh, Western entrepreneurs, but even Chinese entrepreneurs are leaving China. Um, the BRIC countries are not the BRIC countries they used to be. Uh, from your point of view, let's say, the new emerging markets that the mass investors didn't attack yet. What, imagine I'm 30 and I have a million or two million or 10 million to invest. Where should I focus, let's say, my, my, uh, for the next 10 years? Go to the beach. <laughs> and rest for a while and, and learn. Get yourself a motorcycle and drive around the world. Uh, well, first of all, the bricks never were the bricks. That was some absurd, insane concept that some guy who had no clue what he was doing, and I've told him to his face, uh, he had no clue what he was doing. And we, we know now, the world knows now, yes. he, he had no clue what he was doing. Uh, the only one of those bricks that was ever worth anything was China. Uh, I'm now very bullish on Russia, but it certainly wasn't back then, 15 years ago when he came. Be, you know, well, let's not dwell on that. Um, I'm not optimistic about Brazil at the moment. Brazil is a country that whenever, whenever raw materials do well, they have a commodity boom and they do great. And then the commodities go down and they have a military coup, you know, and have another dictatorship. Uh, so most of those, and India's a mess, despite what the Indian propaganda says. So I, I'm not a fan of BRICS, if you will. Uh, but looking around the world, probably the most exciting country in the world right now is about to be Korea because they're going to join or open up. It will be an extremely exciting country for the next 10 or 20 years. Uh, Russia, having been a disaster for most of the 50 years that I knew about it, is now turning around as a great place. Um, China, of course, but China is certainly having problems. But I would remind you, Noah, uh, America became the most successful country in the 20th century. But along the way, we had a horrible civil war. We had 15 depressions with a D. We had very few human rights. We had no rule of law. 
We had massacres in the street. I mean, you could buy and sell con. You can still buy and sell congressmen in America, but they used to be cheap, very cheap, in the, as America was as, as America was rising. So yeah, China's going to have plenty of problems. Everybody does who rises, whether it's a company or a family or an individual or a country. Nothing unusual about it. It's interesting that the Chinese have a word which does not exist in English. The Chinese have been around a lot longer, and the word is weiji, and what it means is that catastrophe and opportunity are the same thing. And, and they are. Uh, all of us who think about it can understand that. Uh, so, yeah, when you see problems in China, I'll probably be panicking like everybody else. But please send me an email and say, Weiji, so I can go in there and buy. <laughs> but don't think China's not going to have problems. I guarantee you they are. I just don't know what and when. Um, other places right now, you know, Zimbabwe, I mean, it's tiny, but it's a disaster. Uh, Ghana, Ghana was a disaster. It's turning around. They have smart people running it now. I'm not sure they have smart people running uh, Zimbabwe at the moment, but it's getting so bad that something's going to happen. Yeah. Venezuela, of course, is a nightmare. They seem to understand that they've got a disaster on their hands and seem to be willing to do something, although America's interfering and, not, and will probably make it worse. Um, Look around for some disasters uh, or look around for something like uh, Korea, which is going to be extremely exciting. Yes, well, I'm a, I'm a big on crisis investing and I was in, in Russia a couple of uh, months ago to, to search in, in Petersburg for, uh, for very interesting. Uh, and, and you can see, let's say there is some changes there. And, I, oh, and, yeah. I, and I, what I understood from your, uh, one of your interviews is that you're quite big on agriculture and pharma. And for our audience, can you a bit elaborate? Because most farmers that, that I know uh, are being or squeezed or merged out by big pharma or big agro. H how do you see that? No question. I said agriculture is a disaster. It's been a nightmare for 35 years. Things are so bad that the average age of farmers in America is 58. In Japan, it's 66. The highest rate of suicide in the UK is in agriculture. Millions of Indian farmers have committed suicide. More people in America study public relations than study agriculture. But, Noah, I hope your parents taught you to buy low and sell high. Noah, agriculture is a nightmare, and it has been for a long time. But throughout history, there have been long cycles. If you read history or literature, you'll know that at times, farmers have had been on top of the world. And at other times, there have been disasters like now, and it's changing. From your question, I don't know if you specifically meant Russian agriculture or world agriculture. Yeah. Russian agriculture and Chinese agriculture is a disaster and is a place that people should learn about investing, especially Russian and Chinese agriculture. Russian, because the Americans have put sanctions on to punish the Russians, and every day Russian farmers wake up and say, thank you, Mr. Trump, thank you, <laughs> because I Russian agriculture is booming, booming under the punishment of American sanctions. Nobody can send stuff to Russia, so they don't have any competition. They have they got all the market they want, everything. All the Russian farmers are booming. And in China, same, more or less same thing. It's been a disaster worldwide, including in China. But the government, Beijing, now says, look out the window. You know, for the past 35 years, the cities have boomed. And my gosh, they have. But they say, but the people in the countryside have not participated like Shanghai or Guangzhou. Now they'll do anything they can. You're tired of your life, Noah? 
move to China and become a farmer. Beijing will do everything they can to help you. You don't want to be a farmer? Open a restaurant. You know, Beijing will do everything they can to help you in the countryside. So I'm very optimistic about agriculture, especially in Russia and especially in uh, China. If you are now will be 25, 27 and you'll start your career now, you'll go, you'll go to these two countries, China or Russia, and start something there? Or would you do something totally different? Well, it would depend on what your interests are. But yes, uh, China is going to be the most important country in the uh, 21st century. There will be setbacks along the way, so sure. But if you're only 20 and you have the time, maybe you go to yeah, Korea or China. But you should go to China and learn Mandarin is what I would do if I were 20 years old. There we are, you guys. I think that's a question we should all ask ourselves. If we had a few million bucks, what would we do? Jim had a really interesting answer. As somebody that has lived through these experiences throughout his years, his answer is, if I had a few million bucks and I was 30, I'd go to the beach. Now he does elaborate more on that. Maybe that would be a Korean beach or somewhere in Southeast Asia where he could have a nice beach, but also keep an eye on his investment. So something to think about. I also thought it was really interesting. Korea doesn't get enough credit. If anybody has ever traveled through Korea, you know, Jim says here that Korea is going to be the most exciting country in the next decade. If you've ever traveled through Korea, I mean, they are on top of their game, South Korea, that is, you know, in the airports, they, they have robots that talk to you and tell you where to go. And it's pretty amazing. Um, South Korea is the only airport that I have been through, and this is in Seoul, Korea, where they offered free showers and beds to sleep on if you had a layover, which was pretty cool. I mean, who doesn't want to take a shower and take a nap after if they have a long layover? I've never seen that anywhere in the world the way Korea does it. It's pretty fascinating. And you can tell it's just a place that feels like it's up and coming, if that makes sense. So the question for everybody is if you were 30 years old, doesn't matter if you're even 30 years old, if you're any age and you had a few million bucks, what would you do? Would you take Jim's advice, go to the beach, or take his latter advice and keep his eyes on China and Korea and some of those other economically developing countries? If you like what you're hearing and want to make sure you don't miss any of these tips, please subscribe, leave us a review, share with your friends. We'll see you on the next episode.